I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Spicy matchups. I don't know if this is a spicy matchup or not. I could have put this in big boys with big spreads, but I'll throw it in there because it is an SEC game. Number one, Georgia at South Carolina. The Gamecocks have not looked impressive, in my opinion, the first two weeks of the season. Spencer Rattler kind of turning out to be what we all kind of thought he was uh, at the end of his run there at Oklahoma. So you get this Georgia team. uh, Last week they played, I believe, Samford of the SCS uh, unimpressive, but whatever, 33 nothing non-cover against Samford. So Georgia laid a big old number on the road. I know, Matt, you are one who gets intrigued mm-hmm. by seeing uh, home teams catching a whole bunch of points. Any interest to get in front of this Georgia freight train catching, uh, laying 24 and a half at South Carolina? Not interested. Not going <laughs> to jump in front of that one. Uh, I think Georgia right now is uh, proving it's the number one team in college football. And, and Stetson Bennett has gone from being a guy who was disrespected as a game manager to a guy who's actually a playmaker uh, right now. He's, he's been looking pretty good. Uh, Michelle Musburger of VSEN set me up on a radio show with, uh, in South Carolina a week ago. And uh, they wanted to grill me about the South Carolina-Auburn game. And I said, well, you know, in, in week one, Spencer Rattler was the lowest-rated quarterback in the SEC. And the Gamecocks are going on the road here against an Arkansas team that's uh, probably going to beat them up and win by double digits. And these guys were upset by my prediction that Arkansas was going to win that game. Arkansas won. Were you correct? (laughs) Arkansas won the game 44-30. More physical team. South Carolina's still got a ways to go. Tim, you and I, I think, talked about it last week. That Gamecocks had a couple fluke scores the previous Mm -hmm. week. And uh, they were outgained by Georgia State. They had two block punts, a multiple 50-yard field goals. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not that impressed with the way South Carolina's played so far, and I think uh, what you're going to see here is a lot of people betting Georgia in the first half too. You're gonna that's going to be kind of where Alabama's been a really public play for the last how many years? Ten years? Alabama first half? Nineteen seven and one now after losing last week in yeah. the first half. Last yeah. two years. Um, I, I typically don't make those bets, but I know they're popular with a lot of people to play the first half. I just think 
George is too likely to roll in this game, so uh, I'm not going to jump in front of George. Well, if you're interested in that first half bet, it looks like DraftKings still has a 14 out there. Everywhere else is 14 and a half or higher. Uh, I know a game that you're involved in. I'm actually involved in, too. I think this is uh, maybe a buy low spot. Catching LSU as a home night dog. Can't make too much about playing Southern. They're up 51-0 last week, but... Uh, they're taking on Mississippi State. They have looked impressive uh, the first two weeks of the season. Uh, they cover late night against Arizona last weekend. Does Mississippi State beat up on Memphis week one? And now they're laying points on the road against LSU. This opened three at Circa. Uh, I was able to jump in and cra- grab the three. It is down to two and a half pretty much across the board. Uh, what do you see on, uh, on Saturday night at Death Valley? Yeah. LSU hosting Mississippi State. Yeah, like I say, I make my own numbers on Saturday night, usually on about 20 or 25 games. There are some games you know you're not going to bet. Yeah. You just don't want to waste time making a number. I made LSU a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So just like you, when those numbers open at Circa, I'd grab three uh, plus three, and I was surprised to see Mississippi State open as uh, a road favorite. But that's the second week in a row, and I got burned. I bet against Mississippi State last week. I think I was burned more by Arizona's poor quarterback play in that game than anything. Will Rogers. Uh, the MSU quarterback's off to a hot start. 763 yards, nine touchdowns. And um, Mississippi State can look uh, look pretty good when uh, their pass offense is clicking. But the problem is they, they have trouble running the ball. And I think they're going to have a lot of trouble running the ball in this game against the LSU defense. Jaden Daniels, aside from that first half against Florida State, looks like he's starting to find a groove in the offense, even though you can't make too much of a game against Southern last week. Uh, I don't I don't have a long list of reasons why I like LSU in this game, even, even though I do think Jaden Daniels has picked up the Kelly offenses and play, play him better. If you give me LSU as a, let's say, a field goal home dog in a, game that, yeah, in a game that Brian Kelly needs to win against Mike Leach, I'll take Brian Kelly. And uh, I think Kelly and the, the Tigers were really unlucky in that first game. And, you know, they got off to a poor start in the first half, too, but... I think this LSU team still got a chance to uh, maybe win seven or eight games if they get their act together. This is a a must-win type of game early in the season before the schedule gets really tough. And it's a play on my numbers as much as anything where I make LSU a small favorite and I'm catching two and a half or three. I'm going to play it with – what I think is a better coach. Staying in the SEC, uh, a non-conference game. We saw it last year, Matt. Number 22 Penn State goes – down between the hedges, to t- or not between the hedges, down to uh, Auburn, uh, and they will uh, be laying three on the road. Uh, Auburn, not impressive last week. Maybe a look-ahead spot uh, to Penn State. They played San Jose State. Uh, they actually trailed at the half in that one, ultimately pulled it out 24-16. to 16. Uh, Tank Bigsby is, uh, is going to be leaned on a lot, I imagine, in this one. Had 13 carries for 51 yards against San Jose State, who, by the way, really looked uh, lackluster in their season opener against mm-hmm. Portland State. Uh, but, you know, thinking back to those game of the year lines, this was opened up Auburn minus one. It has moved four points. It's staying steady there. Penn State lay in three. Uh, Nittany Lions... Laying points on the road against the Tigers. I'll just say this, not a play for me. I just can't trust Brian Harson. Uh, but I'm not going to be laying three with Penn State here on the road. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Brian Harson's still the coach at Auburn after this season. I was surprised when he was hired. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like a, a very bad fit. But I wrote about this game a little bit 
It's up on vcin.com and my uh, top plays this week. I just think you have to avoid overreacting to Auburn's unimpressive start. T.J. Finley has not played well at quarterback. He's got one TD pass, three interceptions in two games. Uh, Tigers needed a second-half comeback to beat San Jose State. Yeah, that's uh, not a good sign. But look at this game a little bit more. I think Tank Bigsby is going to be the guy that uh, Auburn's going to lean on here, one of the toughest runners in the SEC. And uh, this is still a Penn State defense that gave up 365 yards passing to Purdue in that season opener. And Sean Clifford pulled that one out of the fire with a late drive, last-minute touchdown drive. Purdue should have won that game. Uh, Penn State was fortunate to win that thing on the road, and I think Penn State's going to be in a similar situation here at Auburn. Tim, I made the number Auburn minus 2.5. And, and for Penn State to be a three-point favorite, that's, that's a big flip in terms of, like I said, my number's not always right, but I have to, I have to trust my numbers when I'm making plays. And uh, Auburn is a home dog. A team that I think should be a slight favorite. It's going to be a play for me. And uh, I was just was not all that impressed with what I've seen from Penn State so far. So I'm not sure why this number has flipped so much from where it was in the preseason. Auburn plus three is one of my best bets this week. All right, there you go. We will recap all our best bets at the end of the podcast. Keep it rolling along. A team that got a ton of hype. Uh, we, we mentioned some bet regrets. Uh, one of my biggest regret in our week one podcast was not taking the points with East Carolina. That was a game I had talked about all summer long, uh, chickened out last second, and uh, <laughs> NC State was fortunate to get out of Greenville with a win. Uh, now a really interesting non-conference showdown against Texas Tech. NC State's laying 10 here. I would love to take the points with Texas Tech, but I hate the situational spot. They just needed overtime in an emotionally charged game against Houston. Um, you know, Donovan Smith was had his ups, had his downs, threw three picks in that game. Super athletic quarterback filling in uh, for Tyler Shuck, who went down uh, in that opener against Murray State. I- I'm not, I was not one of these people all in on the NC State hype train, yeah. um, but they're laying 10 at home. So uh, if, if ten, Texas Tech was coming off of Murray State, I would be much more inclined to look towards the Red Raiders here. I think Joey McGuire. Is a great hire by Texas Tech. Zach Kitley comes over from Western Kentucky. If anyone remembers what they were able to do offensively last year. So uh, an intriguing game, night game down in Raleigh. Pass for me. Uh, but uh, if it wasn't for that overtime win last week against Houston, I would probably look at the Red Raiders. Uh, Donovan Smith, you talked about it. He There was some good and there was some bad, but it looked like Tech was going to lose that game. It was fourth and 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's one that's going to give Dana Holgerson nightmares. That's just sick for Houston to lose a game. That was a lucky win for Texas Tech. The Red Raiders go on the road after that, and I don't like the situation for them here. So uh, I'm going to pass on this one. couple games uh, to wrap up the, the spicy matchups of the weekend. We've got Texas at home taking on UTSA, and then Fresno State at number seven Dude, I USC. Think these are two of the most fascinating games of the weekend. So let's get to UTSA at Texas. So UTSA... Uh, made me a loser on one of my best bets last week. I took the points with Army at two and a half. Game goes to overtime. I think you should get a win for that because I, I bet that 60 minutes in, Matt, it would be a, a, a tie game. Uh, you know I'll tell you a, a quick funny story about that. I, w- I was out at Station Casinos, Red Rock Station last yeah. week, and I was going to bet Army. And I walked up to the counter. I was like, yeah, should I take the money line or the two and a half? Cause I just, and while I was walking to the counter, I flipped from two and a half to three. So I took Army plus three. Oh. That's a lucky break, huh? Lucky. But Army, I, Army, I did not huh? get that lucky. 
I thought Army probably should have won the yeah, game. Yeah, up 14 points. But UTSA's been in, in a couple wild coin flip games here early in the season. Lost 1-1-1. One, one, one. So what's interesting about this line is we're sitting here on Thursday afternoon uh, recording this. The line keeps slowly creeping back towards the opener of Texas. So this is now <laughs> sitting at 13. It was opened at 14, saw a steady stream, got as low as 10, Matt, yes. and now has bounced all the way back up. I really want to bet UTSA here. Um, Quinn Ewers is obviously out. What a loss for Texas. You're coming off of just a gut punch of a game, a game you probably should have won, Matt, against Alabama. Everything in, uh, involved in that. Biggest attendance in the history of, uh, of Texas. And now you got UTSA, about an hour 15 from Austin. First time in school history they're playing Texas. I think you can make a strong argument, especially with Hudson Card maybe being out on Saturday, that Frank Harris could be the best quarterback in this game, UTSA's quarterback. He's been playing really well. So, you know, I don't know why the number keeps trickling back up. If it gets to 14, I'm jumping all over it. Uh, and even at 13, I probably would take the points. Maybe it's a sucker bet, uh, but I think it's a clear letdown spot for Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, give me the Roadrunners, a, a well-coached team. Uh, and I would love Sincere McCormick being on this team for this yeah. game. Uh, but my, my biggest worry... Uh, why I think Texas could win this game is B. John Robinson. Does B. John Robinson just go absolutely nuclear, run for 200 yards, and, Probably. and just you know basically plant ro the roadrunners into the turf? Well, if you can play uh, B. John Robinson rushing prop over, do it, because yeah. uh, he's going to be the focus of the offense here. It looks like Charles Wright could be the starting quarterback for Texas, a redshirt freshman from Austin High School who's never attempted a pass in his career. So if Hudson Card can't go, it's Charles Wright, the number three quarterback, that's uh, quite a downgrade from Quinn Ewers to Charles Wright in uh, one week. When Ewers, I agree with you, if, if he doesn't get knocked out of that game, they Texas win. beats Alabama. 100%. And in fact, Bama got bailed out on two big calls by the officials in that yep. game. Took one non-call on a hold. Clear on, hold on the corner. Clear hold on the, uh, on the run. And what I thought should have been a safety uh, that wasn't called, too. So Bama got kind of bailed out in that game. But Texas... A lot of pats on the back this week for the Longhorns. Moral victory, losing to Alabama 21-20. That atmosphere was uh, electric mm -hmm. in Austin. This is going to be UTSA Super Bowl, Tim. And uh, Frank Harris has played really well. 337 and 359. His passing yards in the first two games. Uh, like you said, he's going to be the best quarterback on the field. I'm going to split this bet up. I'm playing UTSA half unit in the first half and UTSA half unit for the game, and I'm going to wait. I might grab the 13. I didn't think this number is going to go back up. Like I said, you can see on my sheet here, I made numbers on yep. uh, Saturday night. I, I made Texas 10, mm. and it opened 14. And you said it kind of surprised me it's moving back to 13. I thought it was going to move, continue to move to 10 with the news that Charles Wright could be the quarterback. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I'm looking at it. Uh, UTSA plus 7 in the first half. Uh, I, I really like that. That's, yeah. a, that's a good call because I do wonder if the depth – just kind of gets to UTSA. Also, they've played in two straight overtime games. Eventually, you know, you look at these these teams aren't built the same way depth-wise as, as as these power fives are. So the energy there, you know, maybe a sluggish start for a quarterback mm -hmm. making his first start. Likely, not official, but likely uh, there with Hudson Card banged up. So, yeah, I think plus seven first half is a really good look. Uh, I'll join you on that one. Uh, last one, late night. We love the late night games. Fresno State at number seven, USC. Look, USC, they're tremendous offensively. Uh, there, there's no denying that, Matt. Uh, but their defense, 
We'll see. Um, you know, Rice was able to get yards on him. Uh, Fresno, uh, Stanford, excuse me, was able to get yards on him, but they have been opportunistic, maybe a bit lucky. I would say more lucky than opportunistic. But they're plus eight in the turnover margin right now. Uh, you and I are big Jake Hayner guys. And can he sling it around? I know he had some big quotes this week saying that USC was his dream school, didn't get recruited by him, kind of yeah. said it with a smirk on his face. So Fresno State goes into USC, goes into the Coliseum, a night game. Uh, they're catching 12 uh, against uh, against USC. And as you mentioned, you know, sometimes take a look at what books have what, right? We think that Circa for college football, probably the sharpest uh, maybe in the world. Um, they're at 11 and a half. Everywhere else is at 12. Not a mm-hmm. huge discrepancy, but still just kind of tells you something. Uh, is Fresno intriguing enough in this spot against USC for you? Not quite. <laughs> I can't quite get there, Tim. I made uh, USC minus 15. Mm. And Circa opened 12. And I, I made this 15 after I watched the replay of Oregon State Fresno. And I was already fur- furious at the end of the game <laughs> because I had Fresno and the lost on the last play of the game. Yeah. And I, I waffled on that all week. And I made a late decision. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play Fresno. You talk about regrets. I wish I hadn't played Fresno. I've been pissed off about that game for five days. Okay. You mad huh? after a loss? You get no. pissed off too. That's why I think you get. I get more mad. I think you get even angrier than I do about losses, and I, I throw TVs around sometimes. But uh, uh, Fresno's defense was so bad in that game, Tim. And this is not an explosive Oregon State offense. And the Beavers went up and down the field against Fresno. So what's USC going to do? I don't want to. And I've I've been really high on Fresno since the off season. My pick to win the Mountain West over the win total of eight and a half and all that. Uh, but after watching the Fresno defense last week, I don't think I can get there. Uh, USC uh, last week, probably I, I had Stanford and that was a loser. Uh, I took Stanford plus uh, nine, I think, in that game and lost by 13, 41 to 28. USC should have put up 60 points in that game. Uh, kind of let off the gas and had a couple of uh, breakdowns in the second half when the game got kind of bogged down. I'm not sure how Fresno is going to get stops here. Now it's going to be the total 74 and a half. Right, right. And we knew these USC totals were going to get sky high. I don't think the USC defense is going to get a lot of stops on Fresno either. Jake Hayner, you talked about his dream job, his his dream school would have been USC to be the quarterback. He went to the Rose Bowl and beat UCLA in one of the great performances by any quarterback last uh, last season. He's going to have to play just that well. To give uh, the Bulldogs a chance uh, to pull the upset here, I'm concerned, Tim, over the over 60 minutes, where Fres- whether Fresno can keep pace with this USC offense. And I hate to play over a total of 74; that's so high. Uh, but I, I don't see either defense getting many stops in this game, and I'm I'm so disgusted by the way Fresno de- <laughs> defended that last <laughs> series of the game. Did you watch the last play of the game? Yeah. Oregon State brought in the Wildcat quarterback, the linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Coletto, the, Jack Coletto, the, wild, the Wildcat quarterback, and the commentator even says, every time Coletto comes in, he either runs right up the middle or off the right side. So Fresno, of course, puts no defenders on the left side of the defensive line, and Coletto walks into the end zone on the last play of the game. What are you doing? Jeff Tedford and his staff asleep at the wheel. I've been so upset about that game. I can't bet Fresno again this week. That's it. They're on the no. They're on the no fly list for Matt's. 